You're listening to the Informational Interview Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Fagan, and I am so excited to share my informational interviews with guests in every job I can find. There are so many jobs in the world, and I want to learn about them all. So follow along as I talk to professionals in industries ranging from project managers to park rangers, dog walkers to doctors, and everything in between, how they got where they are today, and any advice for someone looking to break into that industry. Does that sound interesting? Amazing. Let's dive in. I'm your host, Lauren Fagan, and you're listening to the very first episode of The Informational Interview. I wanted to start this podcast for four main reasons. The first is genuine curiosity. Beyond my own scope of my own industry, pretty much every job out there is shrouded in mystery to some degree. In an effort to learn about all the different career paths there are out there, I'm inviting professionals and careers ranging from voiceover actors to venture capitalists, project managers to park rangers, and everything in between to talk to me. I'll be conducting informational interviews with these professionals to learn more about their careers and how they got where they are today. For those of you who aren't familiar, informational interviews are a tool that are often used in a more traditional business world where you talk to a professional with the primary intention of learning. However, for some people, this exercise is not so simple. For starters, to set up an interview, you're likely emailing, DMing, or messaging people who you don't know, or you're relying heavily on your network for intros, which can be intimidating in itself. If you do get a response, you're sitting down with a stranger one-on-one for an extended period of time, usually half an hour or an hour, and you're the one driving the conversation and asking the questions. That's not even taking into account that you have to know what you want to do in order to know who to reach out to. If you're thinking about completely changing up your career but you don't know what you want to change it to, how are you supposed to know who to talk to? Informational interviews can be super intimidating, but that's reason number two why I'm doing this podcast. I really like talking to people and networking. So why not take out some of the stress, anxiety, or frustration that some people might feel around this process, do it myself, and share what I learn? After all, there are so many jobs out in the world. Everything is a job. A career can be made out of pretty much anything, which is so exciting, but I'll be the first to admit that I can't even fathom all of the jobs that are out there in the world, let alone what the day-to-day would look like for some jobs that I am aware of. For example, I don't know what an average day looks like for a nurse, or a bookseller, or a plant consultant, or a CPA, or a teacher. Do I have to take a class to become a city council member? What about a mattress tester or a crossing guard? Do I have to go into the office if I'm an interior designer or a book editor? I've always romanticized a life on an acre of land growing my own food, but what does the life of a homesteader actually look like? Right now, all of these jobs feel unreachable to me, and maybe some of them are. But maybe if we demystify what careers are out there and how to get there, it might lead us to an entirely different life. I know firsthand how difficult and intimidating it can be just thinking about jumping into a different career when you don't know what you want to do. So I'm on a mission to talk to professionals in every industry, not just tech, where most of my professional experience is, to hear about their journeys, how they ended up where they are today, and also any tactical tips for anyone who's looking to break into that industry. To start off, I'm prioritizing talking to professionals who have made a meaningful shift in their career to wind up where they are today. This person didn't figure out what they wanted to do when they were a kid and stuck with it. 
these are people who took more of a winding path to get where they are today, which is my third reason why I wanted to make this podcast, to normalize a winding career path. The myth that you choose one thing to do when you're like 18 years old and you just stick with it for the rest of your life, that's not the normal career path for most people, despite what you might think or what might have been taught. Most people are figuring out their journey as they go along. That is more than okay. It is normal. I'm hoping that listening to people being true to themselves and taking risks not only helps me be brave, but also helps my listeners be brave and be motivated to live their best life. I always say that bravery perpetuates upon itself. So the more that you are brave, the easier it is to be brave. And that definitely extends to hearing other people being brave and living their best life. That's the fourth and biggest reason why I'm making this podcast. At the time of launch, I've already recorded several episodes, and these guests are so inspiring. I feel braver and bolder just by listening to their stories, and I cannot wait to share them with you. For this first episode, I thought I would tell you a bit about my story and why I think I'm a good and qualified host for this sort of podcast. Growing up, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something creative. I was a ravenous reader, oftentimes getting chastised by my parents for staying up too late reading on school nights. I was also a big theater nerd. I did theater at school and in community theater from second grade through high school. I loved singing and I loved being on stage. And if you had asked me in seventh grade what I thought I was going to do when I grew up, I would have said I wanted to go to NYU and study theater and be on Broadway. But as the years went on and I graduated high school, I decided I didn't want to pursue theater professionally. If I'm being completely honest with you, it sounded like it was going to be really hard, it sounded really risky, and my 18-year-old self thought that I needed to get a quote-unquote real job. So theater was out and business school was in. I went off to college and majored in the closest thing to theater a business degree had to offer, marketing. I got a degree in marketing and supply chain, a minor in tech entrepreneurship, and during my years at school, I discovered marketing agencies. I had a couple internships at agencies and discovered how storytelling is central to agencies, from pitching clients to presenting ideas, writing commercials and building websites, you had to spin up a good story. I was a firm believer that I would be an agency person for the rest of my life. There was only one problem. Turns out most agencies are in New York City, and aside from Broadway, I didn't really like New York. Turns out 14-year-old me didn't know what the heck they were talking about. So I searched and I found an agency up in New Haven, Connecticut that I was able to secure an entry-level account management job at. This agency was pretty small. I think it was around 25 to 35 people when I first started. So I had to wear a ton of hats at that first job. I was learning how to email and pitch clients while also getting a crash course in project management, Google Analytics, writing statements of work, learning basic engineering and creative vocab. The list went on. I was learning a ton at my first job, but it wasn't scratching the itch. I didn't like being an account manager or project manager. I felt really disconnected from the work. I didn't feel like I was able to flex my creative muscles. I also had discovered a love for data and analytics and felt like I wasn't able to lean in there as much as I would like either. At the time, I was feeling frustrated. My plan was not working out the way I thought it would, and I didn't know what I wanted to do next. So that was the first time I decided to do something that is conventionally thought of as not very smart, which was to quit my job without another one lined up. I didn't know which way to run. I didn't know what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. I wasn't super crazy about staying in New Haven, but I didn't know where I wanted to live. I felt really lost. So I made the decision to go on a three-month solo road trip around the U.S. to try and figure it out. 
Now, I understand this is not something that a lot of people are able to do. New Haven, candidly, isn't a super expensive place to live, so I was able to save up to go on this adventure. I was also young enough to still be on my parents' health insurance, so I didn't have to worry about being unemployed. And in general, I was privileged enough to be in a spot that I was able to take a break from work. I'm, again, not saying this is possible for everybody, but it was for me, and so I did it. One way to make sure this adventure was productive was to conduct informational interviews along the way. I really didn't know what I wanted to do next, so I figured that talking to people in various places and various industries would help give me some direction. That summer was amazing. I traveled to over 20 states, I hiked 16 national parks, I summited Half Dome, went on a six-day backpacking trip in Glacier, and conducted over 15 informational interviews with various professionals across the country. While on this trip, I visited San Francisco, and I absolutely fell in love with that city. I decided that was where I wanted to be next. I started searching for jobs, and one place I looked was a job forum called Tech Ladies that a coworker from my first job had introduced me to. And it was on that forum that I found a posting for an analyst role at a digital media agency in San Francisco. It was entry level, but media buying was an entirely new world for me and a new industry for me. It was a bit of an ego hit having to apply for an entry-level role after busting my butt for two years at my last agency, but I really wanted to get out to San Francisco, so I went for it, and I got the job. Where my last agency was about 30 people, this one was only around 10 to 15. I quickly discovered that I really liked media buying, but more importantly, I was good at it. It was a mix of data-driven analysis and creative ideation, and because of my prior experience in project management and account management, I pretty quickly rose through the ranks. I was there for just under two years when I started getting the feeling that this wasn't the right long-term fit for me. This time, it was because one of my biggest favorite clients had just decided to go in-house. Now, for those of you who aren't in the industry, this is totally normal. The way agencies work is you have clients who hire the agency. In media buying, you're spending money on ads. Typically, the fee structure is a percentage of spend. So if you start to spend more on your advertising, that fee goes up. And at some point, it just becomes more cost efficient to manage media buying in-house. That's totally, totally normal. It didn't make me any less bummed. When I found out I wasn't going to be working with this client anymore, I decided that I wanted to make a shift. Remember, after college, I thought I was going to be an agency person for the rest of my life, but I wanted to figure out what it was like working for the client. I'd always worried that being in-house or client-side was going to be kind of boring and monotonous, but I decided to go ahead and give it a shot. And boy, was I wrong about it being boring. In-house work, especially at a startup, is intense. You have to juggle so many things at a time. I talked about finance and creative workflows and hiring, in addition to my media buying day-to-day responsibilities. It was an incredible learning experience, and on paper, I was thriving, but I still wasn't happy. I even switched companies at some point, thinking that that would solve the problem. At this point, I figured out that I had been pretty terrible about managing work-life balance ever since I moved to San Francisco. I had no time for hobbies, let alone energy for them. I wasn't taking care of myself, and I was getting really frustrated that work was just becoming my life. I had trouble turning off on the weekends, I was working long hours, and I was definitely burnt out. At this point, I was pretty convinced I was going to get out of marketing altogether. I went back to my trusty tool of informational interviews and started talking to people in the environmental and climate space, and I seriously considered going back to school. I looked into think tanks and nonprofit jobs and tech jobs that were trying to solve the climate problem, but I could not figure out what my next move was. And so for the second time in my career, 
I put in a resignation letter without having another job lined up. I knew I needed to have time and money to figure this out, but I did not want to go full-time again, so I decided to try out freelancing. This ended up being a really great career move for me, and I'm still freelancing today. Working freelance means I'm more autonomous with my time and my income. If I want to prioritize income, I pick up more clients. If I want to prioritize time, I pick up less. I'm making enough to cover my expenses, but I'm not dealing with the politics that comes sometimes with being employed full-time. I get to work from home, and I get to re-examine what I want to do with my life, which has led me here. As you've heard, I've turned time and time again to informational interviews to help me figure out my next steps in my career. And I know there are people out there who resonate with my story and trying to figure out what's right for them, but don't have the time or the network to conduct tons of informational interviews for a profession they're looking to get into. I'm looking to help fill that need. And selfishly, I'm just excited to talk to cool people in cool industries. I hope this explains why I'm excited about this podcast, and I hope it gets you excited too. If this sounds interesting, I did release my first interview episode, which is right after this. And if all of this sounds really cool, then please consider subscribing to this podcast. Enjoy! That brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope you liked this interview. If you enjoyed it, please consider following this podcast so that you can be alerted when new episodes come out, which is every week on Tuesdays. If you know of someone who you think could be a good candidate to be interviewed, tell them to fill out the form at theinformationalinterview.card.co. That's theinformationalinterview.card.co. And if you're dying to hear about a particular job or industry, I want to hear from you. Shoot me a note at theinformationalinterview at gmail.com with the industry or job you want to hear about, and I'll add it to my list. I hope this episode is leaving you feeling inspired and energized to explore the career path that's right for you. I'm your host, Lauren Fagan. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.